Nick at night asks, what if you crash the car, get shot, fall off a building and get incinerated in a fireball? What would you do? You'd die, that's what, you big dummy. But not if your name's Captain Scarlet. Why? Because fate has made him indestructible. Sure, he gets seriously killed, but does he stay dead? No way. One minute he's dead, next he's alive, then dead again, then alive. Oh, no, he's not. Oh, yes, he is. What a guy. Watch Captain Scarlet get a life or two weeknights at 11 o'clock on Nick at Night. This is the voice of the Bloobcast. We know you can hear us, Earthmen. My name is Joe. My name is Ewan. And I'm Rob. <laughs> you know what you got the voice from. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it'd be funny fu- if I didn't have the voice. <laughs> the, some, someone right. among our Mr. On crew doesn't uh, quite fit the vibe. <laughs> I, I think there's He's an a imposter. replicant. Kill him. Kill yeah. him. He's a human spy. <laughs> We've been infiltrated. Okay, but the important question is we ask every time we do this. Why are we called Bloobcast? S-I-G. <laughs> is that what that means? Is it? That, does that mean yes? I never actually figured out what S-I-G means apart from Spectrum is green. But that doesn't mean anything just, either. It's just like a positive response, right? Like everything. Okay, I did... I did it right, yay. Like, like, yeah, you, <laughs> yeah, you nailed Captain's it, man. Captain's equivalent of FAB. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, you, I, you I, nailed, I... You nailed it, man. You're all good. Okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe you got through 30, okay, so, 32 yeah, episodes back. without knowing that's <laughs> the good answer. <laughs> <laughs> my, my God, this must have been a struggle for you. Okay, so welcome back to Bloobcast. We've taken a few months off. We feel refreshed, ready to tackle another year of Bloobing in a bit of a more relaxed fashion as we won't get episodes out every month like we used to. But for our very first episode for 2023, we're talking about Jerry and Sylvia Anderson's 1967 series, Captain Scarlet and the Mistrons. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah, perfect joke. Captain Scarlet. Oh, yeah. Dun, 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 um, we- Oh, you didn't introduce Joe yet. Um, oh, yeah, we should introduce before, Joe. Yeah, Joe was on our side. <laughs> uh, yeah, so Joe I'm, is taking over. Yeah, I'm, I'm Joe. I'm, I'm a new co-host. And uh, as the new co-host, I'd like to be the first to compare this show to Paradise Lost. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, when you think about it, Captain Scarlet is Satan. Both of them are red. <laughs> <laughs> Heaven is green. So for the people who are listening who have no idea what Captain Scarlet is, it follows the security organisation Spectrum as they combat a mysterious alien race known as the Mysterons, who are seeking revenge after a misunderstanding led to Spectrum destroying their complex on Mars. And during their efforts to destroy the Earth, Captain Scarlet is killed and replaced by a Mysteron replicant. The replicant is later killed, but returns to life with his original personality intact, but is now indestructible that was a pretty good summary yeah that's, a, yeah, that's that was basically awesome. the premise <laughs> I, felt like, I felt like I was watching the first that's, episode it's again literally... <laughs> <laughs> yeah like okay my 
I, I mentioned before we started recording that I had some questions. Uh, so, and th this is a good time to bring up my first one. So, uh, Captain Scarlet uh, dies and gets replaced by a replicant, Mr. On thing. And, uh, and the Mr. On that is Captain Scarlet tries to do some dastardly deed. He's driving up a big tower and then he falls off and then he dies. And um, my question is, when he falls down and dies, uh, we later see other Mysterons also get killed, but they don't come back as, a, as an invulnerable uh, action man who works for the humans. So why does Captain Scarlet get to do that, whereas every other Mysteron doesn't get to do that? It's really that strange, isn't it? <laughs> I... It, 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 it kind yeah. of... That is something I have... Go on. I've always thought about that, because there is that whole episode later on where they, they discover all the Mysterons can all be killed by high-voltage high electricity, including Captain Scarlet. Th this mm. And they make a gun yeah. that kills specifically to kill Mysterons, and then they never use it again. Like, I, I think he gets out one time after that, doesn't yeah. he? Yeah. And, like, I, I, like when, when they said, oh, this gun kills Mysterons, I was like... Bullets, explosions, and falling off of cool places don't seem to have, like, been not working so far. <laughs> like, I, I think you guys yeah. are good. You didn't need to waste all this money researching a new gun. Like, traditional I mean, ones the, seem to do the trick. To explain to the audience, the Mysterons are apparently, like, non-corporeal beings or something, right? Or, like, they're, they're based on like anti-matter or something like there's a whole thing about what they are like they're, they're literally called the Mysterons because they're mysterious and um I know that they've got like a big power source in their city so that because they do go into that but it's like ultimately like yeah how do you fight that <laughs> how do you fight like a being made of gas or something you know they're just uh, so like Spectrum is just mm. so fucked, basically. <laughs> <laughs> like, what what can they do? All, all yeah, they can do is they... like stay like stave off every attack until like one of them like yeah kills everyone basically. Like they that, can't do it forever. That... Their only advantage is that the Mysterons just tell them their plans every single time. So you know, it <laughs> yes. gives them it gives but... them a bit of an advantage there. Well, they, they start to just say they, they start calling it partway through. Um, Colonel White starts calling it like a war of nerves because the Mysterons yeah. seem like just as happy to <laughs> just make people panic as they are to kill them. Yeah, like they yeah. they seem to get a lot yeah. of amusement just yeah. from like warning them and then watching them scramble to try and stop it from happening. Like they're perfectly happy yeah. to just keep doing this forever until they mm. fail. Yeah. Now, the the other big yeah. thing now that I, I do find now now, now that yeah. we're just just oh. quickly just yeah. now that we're discussing the Mysterons, uh, I want to call them out because uh, I feel like their entire war is just a one big hissy fit. Because <laughs> so they, extra, it's awesome. They they like <laughs> they got like there was a misunderstanding, as Rob said. We blew up one of their cities because we thought that one of their probes was a weapon. But then they just immediately rebuilt the city. It didn't... It, it was like if, um... You know, if, if I... 
like, I don't know, um, tripped over. But then I just kept walking and moved on with my life. I wouldn't then turn around and declare war on the pavement. You know? Like, <laughs> like I feel like the Misterons, it was barely even that. It, like, they barely, it wasn't even like a trip. You barely, know, it was just like, Barely oh. even an inconvenience. Yeah, and, and they just, like, suddenly decide... Okay, you know, yeah, I've I've tripped over this pavement. I'm now going to declare war on the entire city that built that pavement. That's the logic that the Misterons are going on here. They they want and, to speak. Uh, to, they want to speak to Earth's manager. <laughs> <laughs> I I was um I was really surprised actually. I'm um, going into this because I I remember this show from when I was a kid. Um, I don't think I'd ever seen the first episode though, and I was like shocked that. Um, the humans launched the first attack, and yeah, uh, it was yeah. completely unprovoked. Like, because basically, Captain Black and a few others mm. are on an expedition to Mars, and they see this Mister on base, uh, and some kind of scope thing has the cheek to like look at them, <laughs> like it turns <laughs> towards it, them yeah. and looks at them. And I, I don't yeah. remember if it was Captain Black or one of the other guys, but they just like mm. immediately launch missiles, destroy the whole complex. Yeah. But then, in in front of their eyes, the complex just rebuilds itself. I, I so really like, love the. So like, yeah. it's, it, I, I was like instantly on the Mister on side because like yeah. you know, yeah. like like fuck. Yeah, them. I get. But I do like that because I like that there's um, shades of grey to the conflict because mm. it's Spectrum who starts in the war, but the Misterons are being very. They're so extra. Very dickish yeah. like, about it's, it. It's yeah, like, like you were saying; it's so but, unnecessary. Yeah, the, like they, they, they were in the right in the first place, but like, come on! After, after like, I don't know, say ten attempts at destroying the world, you're probably all right. Obviously hostile. Okay, Lieutenant, let him have it. We'll survey the wreckage, Lieutenant Dean, collect a few samples, and then return to Earth. I'll go and get my spacesuit. Look at that! Shut down, orders. Maintain radio silence. Let's get out of here! No! Because like you, you guys were fine. You weren't actually yeah. like hurt at all. You rebuilt within the like five seconds. The humans tried to like negotiate at one point, don't they? And they just like mm. they just they they use yeah, it as an do. opportunity to attack us. So <laughs> yeah, like we're just not gonna. Okay, yeah. you know, thank, oh. thanks guys. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, while we were talking about the first episode, though, I'm not sure if you guys recognise the vehicle that Captain Black was in. But it's the same vehicle that was used in Thunderbirds Argo. Uh, it's oh, the, like, the, the little the part Mar from the Zero X spaceship. When they were on the moon, right? 
Yeah. With the snakes. And the with giant the, the rock snakes. snakes, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. amazing. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah, so it is kind of, uh, and Colonel White even refers to it as the Zero X, which implies that the two shows exist in the same universe. And I want to use this opportunity That's to awesome. kind of talk about something I've not really spoken about in regards to these shows, but it's the comic books, which had like a shared universe between like all the Jerry Anderson shows, like um, <laughs> Bible XL5, Stingray, Thunderbirds, and later oh, Captain wow. Scarlet. Scott okay. Tracy will return like, in there were, Jerry like, Anderson's Endgame. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. It con- it concludes yeah. it, it concludes like, with, with Captain Scarlet uh, doing a snap and uh, finally <laughs> vaporizing the entire Mysteron, uh force. Yeah, and then he just comes straight back. It's awesome. Yeah, like... but they weren't like ma- <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. But there weren't like massive crossovers. It's just like little hints here and there that there was this big universe like right, right. there was a Captain Scarlet story where a wasp agent from Stingray got mistronized and took like oh, not no. Stingray itself but a ship that looked exactly like Stingray but oh. yeah and there's a, and then there was a Stingray comic where the, where X20 hires the hood from Thunderbirds to okay, mess yeah. with Stingray crew for a bit yeah I... and there's a few backstories kind of linking the sh- shows together because um Captain Graves, a character's not really talked about much in Captain Scarlet, but according to his backstory, he was the original pilot of Stingray before he had an injury, so which meant Troy Tempest took over. Ah, that's pretty awesome, actually. I, I, I'm just like, man, humanity have got their work cut out for them because, like, with the Stingray universe, that that universe basically establishes that there's just a billion underwater cities down there and they're all like planning to attack humans so between <laughs> between the misterons attacks from above and below <laughs> and below oh my god i don't know and then you've got the hood well, the, messing around yeah he, well, the, he just well, he sucks though right yeah the hood like, is just taking photos he's fine the tracys <laughs> have it so easy like compared to like compared to Spectrum and uh, the yeah. Stingray guys. They just have to deal with this one very unambitious telepath. <laughs> <laughs> I, have, I have the ability but, um, to, to mind control people. I'm going to mind control one guy. I don't know. I, I Stingray is so kind of like fun and and you know, kind of carefree and, you know, oh, here's Troy Tempest and the gang having underwater adventures. I can't imagine them in the same universe as Captain Scarlet, where, like, every episode starts with someone getting murdered. And then it's so being, brutal. And then being replaced by, oh, like, no, yeah. a, an inhuman alien replicant body the snatcher sh- thing. The show is psychotic. Uh, it know. loves Oh, yeah, people. that's one thing I want to do when it talk. <laughs> I do want to talk about that, because, like, um... Uh, we laugh about how the mission itself spectrum the plans every week, but it can get quite suspenseful. It's always expecting to work out how these plans are going to be carried out. And, like, Captain Black is, like, one of the most sinister parts of the show, and he's really unsettling. Like, he's almost like a prototype slasher villain. Like, mm. the way he silently stalks his victims and murders them in he horrific just ways. so many people. And, like, the one that... <laughs> Yeah, the one that is particularly etched into my brain is in the episode Manhunt, where yes. Captain Black goes into a garage where a mechanic he's working inside a car, and then Captain Black pulls a lever which raises the platform the car is on, 
and the man slowly gets crushed to death as the car yeah gets that's the one I was thinking smushed into the that's ceiling like a, that's like a that's and, a Jason Voorhees kill that's amazing and and all, all the time this weird like unhinged slightly futuristic jazz is playing over the radio <laughs> it's really strange it's very unsettling yeah. be with you in a minute sir just fixing this wine I really liked um, Captain Black. I, I kind of wished that. I don't know. I, I, I guess there's not really much characterization you can do with him because he is literally. I know he is a puppet, but like he has, he is actually like a, you know, like a mind-controlled puppet as well. But um, I don't know. I, he was so kind of sinister and and creepy. I always want. I, I always great. wanted him in every episode, and you yeah, know, sometimes sure. he would he wouldn't pop up, and I'd be like, ah. Oh. <laughs> I'd be disappointed yeah. when he wouldn't show up. So I'd be like, oh. Um, he's he's like he's like kind of a um, yeah. like a like a golem or something, just like stomping mm. around, like doing the yeah. Mistron's bidding. Yeah, like he speaks with yeah. their voice. Like after that yeah. first episode, if we actually talk, talked about what he does, I think we just kind of leapt into talking about Captain Black, right? Well, he well he blew up the Mistron's yeah. initially. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah he blew no, up Mistron's, and then he becomes a tool of their. Uh, yeah. their war of nerves like he's they, like, under their control he speaks with their voice after that first appearance what what's interesting i i didn't realize this at first but he's mind controlled by the misterons but i don't think they ever killed him uh in the same way that they they, no, they kill cause... other people and then and then create a a physical copy of them mm. i think for him they they just mind control him um which well, is interesting he... and one of although his his appearance does change yeah, yeah, because in the when he first appears in that little vehicle, he looks completely like kind of like more human. Yeah, yeah. he looks and then, like a corpse. As the are talking to me, go it goes all like paler. Yeah, I I wanted to mention gaunt. that because because he has these kind of big rims under his eyes, and I wanted to just mention I I always got the feeling that he just doesn't sleep ever. Mm. So his yeah, as you said, his body is just deteriorating at this point, and and it, it's very cool and very creepy. Um, so I, I always that's what I meant. I, I always loved it when he whenever he popped up because like, oh, it's Captain Black. I, I love I love his <laughs> Hang, like hanging out yeah, in the graveyard. I, know what you mean. I, I love his like Gestapo outfit with the like long black coat and everything. Mm. Oh he looks, yeah, yeah he's, he's got he's got drip, to the um... sure. yeah <laughs> yeah. Okay, so as a, as our usual staple, mm. we need to kind of discuss like our kind of history with Captain Scarlet. I like so yeah. for me, like with Thunderbirds and Stingray, I can't really pinpoint when I first watched, watched Captain Scarlet. I was, I was incredibly young, like a like from as far as I can back as I can remember. Like I liked these shows. I think my uncle owned a video which I borrowed, and I owned some of the toys. But I think my first vivid recollection of actually watching it is. When I was living at my grandma's when I was about three, I got a VHS tape which had the episodes Traitor, Model Spy, Fire at Risk 315 and Flights to Atlantica. 
and this is definitely a video I watched a lot growing up and I had a Captain Scarlet dressing up costume I remember wearing it to my granddad's house oh, once, damn. and he thought I was a French policeman. <laughs> <laughs> was it? Was it Captain Blue? No, it's Captain Scarlet. Oh, I don't, what, okay, all right. Because uh, the the, poli the French police officers wear blue, don't they? Anyway. <laughs> That's still funny. Yeah, the the hats are very similar. <laughs> I do remember what's it called? Um, the show coming back on TV around 2001, but it was on Monday nights, and that was the night I went to Cub Scouts. So my mum always used to videotape it for me and I'd watch it after school the next day when I got home. And I I think that's how I saw a lot of episodes as well as when I was about 12. Sky One used to repeat it on like week weekday mornings. So I used to get up early just to watch Captain Scarlet followed by Stingray, which is, <laughs> was a very good time. Yeah. And great. I was such a big fan of the show that when I was 13, I bought the PS2 game, which was actually just a budget game, which it came out as it released at seven pounds in 2006 <laughs> and it looked worse than a ps1 game okay it, and it was good? absolutely terrible and oh. it taught me <laughs> no it was not it was a really it was a mediocre at best driving game oh. and it taught me the very important lesson of just because a game is attached to a franchise you like does not mean it's going to be a good game i was spoiled by the lord of the rings games to think all licensed oh. games were good Dude, they could they, they could turn Captain Scarlet into like a, a Dark Souls like game. Oh, because he just keeps coming yeah, back to the keep, dead, right? He keeps coming back. Ooh. Yeah, it would translate really well to a Souls like. They actually were going to make a real time strategy game for the PC around 2003, which is called. It's going to be called Captain Scarlet Retaliate for Retaliation. But from what I understand, like the game was practically ready. And then, right before they're about to release it, they cancelled the game because oh, the okay. company who made the game their their license elapsed, so they oh, went back to ITV or something. Right, right. That's hilarious. <laughs> I'm always impressed by stuff like that, where it's like, oh yeah, we put all this work into this game, but oops, copyright's gone. So tough. <laughs> it happens surprisingly a lot, and it's always like really stupid. But uh, oh well. Public domain. Hey, to <laughs> yeah, Joe, you want to go next? Tell your history with the indestructible <clears throat> Captain Scarlet. Uh, well, uh, I, I I was a fan of all of these shows growing up. Uh, I guess uh, mainly Thunderbirds because that was the one that was really huge when we were kids. Like I know I had, I had like a Thunderbirds costume and like all of the, uh, all of the Thunderbirds themselves. I had as toys like. The big Thunderbird 2 with the Thunderbird 4 inside. Mm. Uh, that was the that busted stuff. theme song. Those. Yeah, the busted theme song, yeah. <laughs> Needle drop here. Um, <laughs> and uh, I think mainly I knew Captain Scarlet and Stingray because of like the classic experience of kids our age watching TV shows where you've seen about five or six episodes over and over and over again because you have like a VHS copy of like one batch of episodes because this was the times before dvd box sets or streaming mm. like you'd watch these same mm. five episodes of stingray over and over again and you'd be happy with it okay yeah yeah no exactly and um, i think uh, yeah the captain scarlet one had the episode attack on cloud base on it oh damn and that is the most brutal thing for a kid to watch that episode is dark I'm, I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure we'll come back to it later. But I think um, uh, 
yeah, I, I think definitely. it's one that stuck with me over, over the years more than any episode of like Thunderbirds or whatever because um, I I really like the kind of weirdly dark edge you can get in a lot of like kids or family TV and films like say mm. um, the Simpsons Halloween specials or yeah. Uh, like Grizzly Tales for Gruesome Kids, yeah. that sort of thing. We spoke about this when we did our reboot episode, because that was quite dark in places as mm. well. Uh, okay, I guess I should talk about uh, me. Uh, so, like with Stingray, I had not watched this when I was a kid. I never even heard about it when I was a kid. <laughs> um, uh, I vaguely heard about Captain Scarlet over the years as like one of the um, Thunderbirds kind of you know style shows. I I like I knew about it a bit more than I knew about Stingray. Stingray I just didn't know about it at all. Um, and I was I asked uh, mum and dad about it because I was like you know it came out when they were kids, 1968. Uh, so I asked them like oh you know what like if they'd ever watched it and they were like well. Having mum caught it, but she said that, like, in those days, you would rent a TV. Hmm. Uh, you wouldn't even have, like, a TV to watch stuff. They Like, her family, they literally would rent a TV. So, wow. yeah, they wouldn't have rented it for Captain Scarlet, I guess, in, the, <laughs> in those days. Um, that was reserved for, like royal weddings or whatever i don't know you know whatever whatever the the parents wanted to watch you know and um and dad he was saying that they only paid for the bbc at the time they didn't have uh uh like i they didn't pay for itv because they had to pay for the bbc license but um mm. they didn't pay for itv so yeah so again they, they, they it just completely passed them by um, I think Mum vaguely knew about Captain Scarlet, but Dad just, yeah, didn't. He just didn't know about it at all, really. Um, I think everyone knew about Thunderbirds because that was the big one, and you know, everyone, everyone kind of heard about that. That that had movies attached to it, you know. Um, whereas I think, yeah, a lot of like Johnny Five and Thunderbirds and Captain Scarlet, not Thunderbirds and uh, Stingray and Captain Scarlet. If you didn't have ITV, you just didn't watch this stuff um mm. yeah so i just never came across it i never came across it on tv when i was growing up bizarrely uh i don't know why i don't know how i just completely oh, I... missed it um, um well, is, is that is there I'll an be, itv I'm reason get to say because the um no no because it, the bbc repeated it in 2001 right and i'll get onto a bit of that later but there was um i think I think the time it came out, it was just very poorly timed because, like, literally right after Captain, right after it aired, like a big world event happened. Ooh. I'll get more into that later. Oh, oh wow, that's incredible timing. I was gonna, I was gonna say actually that like certain elements of this show seem really prescient. Like, the, hearing the phrase "War of Nerves" just makes you think, mm. like, as a person now, "War on Terror," right? Yeah. War on Isn't terror. that crazy? Well, wasn't it a reference? I thought it was a Cold War reference. Oh yeah, right? for sure. But like, yeah. it, it's it's such a close phrasing. Yeah. No, um, it definitely. Yeah, I know what you mean. War. On the idea, the idea that the enemy is hiding among you and could like, I, I don't know, say hijack a vehicle, <laughs> or blow and something you, up, and, yeah. or blow something up <laughs> that would ruin your infrastructure is very 
2001. It's really strange, actually, that that would just mm. <laughs> happen like that. I'm surprised it didn't, like, get commented on at the time, I don't know. But I guess, well, I, as, as Rob said, I, it pr presumably messed up its uh, screening. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, I'll I, get onto that later because th there is a whole thing about that. Okay, but I never... <laughs> but, yeah, one thing okay. I... One... What was it? One thing I do want to talk... Um, so, I'll get into it now, actually. So, basically, it, um, the first episode of Captain Scarlet... That the BBC repeated it on the 10th of September, 2001. <laughs> that's, that's very funny. Wow. Yeah, and then, so then obviously 9/11 happens the next day, literally the next day. So broadcasts around the world are tailoring their broadcasts to reflect sensitivities around that mm. event. But sadly for Captain Scarlet, the second episode is literally called Winged Assassin. Oh no. And there's an episode called <laughs> The Heart of New York as well. That's very funny. Yeah, but I imagine the BBC must have realised this quite last minute because... Um, Did they screen it? The week they're supposed to air Winged Assassin... No, they didn't. Oh, okay. They aired The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air that week instead. Oh. Story all about how my life got flipped, turned upside down. I feel like they could have screened a Captain Scarlet episode, but... Um... They did bring it back next, the following okay. week, but they went from the episode Manhunt to the script. They skipped, skipped um, Winged Assassin and the episode called Big Ben Strikes Again because obviously Terry's <laughs> trying to blow up London. <laughs> probably a bit touchy at the time. They should have just wow. skipped the whole damn show then because, like, it, the, the vast yeah. majority of it is, like, just. <laughs> it, it, or it. There's a lot of it terrorist feels weirdly activity. grounded for something about the alien body snatchers. Yeah, yeah. Like, no, like well, yeah. Every, almost every episode is about, like, a, a hidden menace hijacking something mm. and attempting to kill thousands, mm. if not millions, of people. <laughs> sometimes they, yeah. sometimes they I've manage it. Point, actually, kind of, yeah. yeah, that's the thing. What I like about the mysteries is some, quite, a, quite a handful of episodes they actually yeah. win. Yeah. I wasn't even thinking that. I was thinking like there was that one where there's like the snow episode where they're going like along all these like I like Arctic bases or whatever, and like oh. Avalanche, yes. Yeah, the, cool. the amount of like soldiers they apparently just murder like by like uh they like change the oxygen tank or something, or they put they put like a like oh, hydrogen yeah. inside the oxygen or something, or it, it makes the oxygen like they turn the no oxygen longer... off. Yeah, it's like no they, longer breathable. They like turn off the air filters or something. Yeah, and so like they just I feel like they killed like a ton of people because they mentioned like every base was like fifty men per mm. base and and then there was like they at least got yeah. through like three bases before like the before captain scarlet stopped them so mm. <laughs> yeah stuff like I, that i believe that episode is like the highest body count of any jerry anderson show yeah i mm. i i've noticed that i was like damn <laughs> like they actually went through quite a few people yeah yeah that's so, a yeah. good point most most of the yeah, time uh, they, they get the yeah. like i don't know one to three people that the, the Mistrons take over and then yeah. they attempt to blow something up but don't quite make it. Hmm. Or like the, occasion, they the occasions when they do blow stuff up. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, like, so the the one where they... It, it's like a, like a, a 
oh god, some kind of factory at the foot of a mountain that has an Aztec temple on it. Oh yeah, yeah. and uh, the oh, spectrum yeah, failed that... that time, and the the factory gets blown up. But they've made it very clear that there's no one in there. Hmm. That right. was very funny though, because they just blew up like an ancient temple. Oh yeah, they yeah Spectrum <laughs> don't give a shit, do they? Like they they were perfectly happy to just demolish this temple because oh. like the the okay 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 Let, let's talk about this episode real quick. Um, so there's a, was it a plane or a spaceship or a satellite? It's coming towards. It's like a um, like. A... Yeah, it's capsule, coming towards this yeah. homing beacon that Captain Black has placed inside this Aztec temple because it will crash into the beacon and uh, blow up the area, which will cause like a rock slide that will destroy the factory beneath. Mm-hmm. Um, and when Spectrum discover that the beacon is inside the temple, they decide to blow it up. The temple, yeah. I mean. Which, first of yeah. all, wow, okay. Uh, secondly surely the shuttle would just keep going in a straight line then and it would already be coming towards the temple so like what did that achieve yeah, yeah. <laughs> like the, well they the... blew up a temple so <laughs> <laughs> that Spe- was the goal <laughs> Spe- Spectrum is like the, the most woke security service in <laughs> in fiction especially from the time I I like, it feels weird that they were happy to blow up the temple like that. The target is on the east flank of the Nama Valley, overlooking the complex. Attack at will. SIG destiny. They also blew up an entire castle just to kill one guy. Oh, yeah. I'm gonna, so. Yeah, I was going to bring that up because I remember we were talking about this. So we've had that as one it's of my favourite episode. episodes. And um, yeah. he's got, um, got the mission agent, I think his name's Goddard. He's got the big chain gun. He's, and Captain Scarlet's like drawing his fire away. And then as like the people are getting out... Get, gets away. Scott's like Captain Blue, blow, a, mm. blow up this castle. He gets he gets really cavalier about and, dying, doesn't he? Like, yeah. I, I realized by that point it had been it been a little while, but literally by the second episode, Captain Scarlet is like throwing himself into situations where he's definitely gonna die, and he seems very <laughs> confident. Like, yeah. sure, surely you'd think at least the first handful of times you'd be a bit reluctant. Mm. <laughs> Because like, what if it was all? What if, what if coming back yeah. that one time was a war? Uh, that's the funny. Other uh, funny point I want to bring up is every week there was like, oh yeah, Captain Scarlet, he's our best agent, he's our bravest agent. Technically, he's not that no. great agent because he, he <laughs> fucking dies all the time. He dies all the time, and uh, as you mentioned, he doesn't always succeed. And yeah, what's he got to lose? He'll just come back later. And whereas poor old Captain Blue has to jump in and rescue him half the time and I got, uh, I got this. It, yeah. it kind of it kind of felt like um uh like colonel white doesn't really like captain scarlet very much because he seems to no really, he doesn't he seems to really he, relish the chance to send him to a certain death at times well the the, the most hilarious oh, one was like in the one with the operation yeah, yeah that, that when, one's when, weird that that's that's yeah really strange go, go on you and i, I think I, you had the biggest well well i i liked the the idea so they they um the the premise was that there was this guy who need he's like this important guy who needed this operation done on him the the mr ons killed the doctor that was meant to operate on him and replaced him with a, a clone so that he would you know he would mess up the operation and kill him it's kind of it's a great premise but then like 
what what actually transpires is that the doctor gets like the murder machine. He just he just wheels the he wheels out the murder machine and he he attaches the patient to it and he goes, "Ah, I'm turning the dial." Oh no, I'm murdering him times 12. And all of the like doc all the doctors are just watching it going like Oh, damn, that's pretty bad. Are you sure you should be doing that? And he's like, I'm turning it to 13, you know, and like, it just keeps going. That It, it goes on for like, like, way too long, really. Like, everyone's just watching him as he murders this person. He's just like, turning, just turning, up the turning the dial up higher and higher. And then, like, ultimately, it turns out, oh, it was Captain Scarlet who was the patient, so he was actually fine. But it was like, they were all just watching Captain Scarlet just apparently getting murdered by this machine. And they all just watched it. And Colonel White kept going, No! Let him do it! Let him do it! So, uh, yeah, Colonel <laughs> White... He really uh, has it in for the guy. Switch on the cerebral pulsator. Set the voltage for 1.7. But, Doctor, that's far too high. I'll thank you, Doctor, to remember I'm performing this operation. Shouldn't we stop it, sir? No, wait. It's too late, Earthman. He's dead. You're wrong, Magnus. You've killed Captain Scarlet. The thing that weirds me out about the episode is it's the episode where they find out that the Mistrons are... They have a weakness for high-voltage electricity. Mm. Yeah. Uh, which is fine on its own. But in that same episode, Captain Scarlet, who is technically a Mr. On, he gets killed by high voltage electricity. By, by electricity. Oh, how did I not catch that? That's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, because oh he is God. a Mr. On. They take a photo of him with the x ray thing, and it shows that mm. he's like the black outline, right? Because Mr. Ons can't get picked up by x rays. So, yeah. Like... Yes. It weirdly <laughs> like... turns into this game of like. Um, everything proof shield like you know from the start the mistrons have the ability to like reconstruct people who they have control of or vehicles or whatever as well and they can explode tires because uh, yeah. like they force <laughs> captain scarlet's car off the road in the first episode mm. and that's how they kill him and replace him um mm. but then every, every time spectrum like figure out something they can do uh the <laughs> the um, Mistrons pull more magical abilities out of nowhere. Yeah, yeah. It, it must be very frustrating because, mm. like, in that Manhunt episode, um, where they've almost cornered Captain Black, I think he is that the one where he he just just he magically just gains the ability to vanish into thin air. Yeah, they just teleport him out. Um, it's not that. It's not that. That's that the model's one. Oh, okay. Oh, okay, it's okay. The one where um. Yeah, but which, you, which you, you know, you know what yeah. I mean. Uh, like they, they keep well, gaining more and more abilities. Yeah, yeah. And it, it like, it, it really does seem yeah. completely hopeless. Like, and the only thing that, like, like uh, almost every episode, feels like it ends with either Captain Scarlet or Colonel White saying something along the lines of "We must remain vigilant in our fight," and that's like all okay. they can do because every <laughs> time they get anything that seems like an advantage, the Mistrons can suddenly do something else. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah. there's one episode that I'm thinking of about this where, um, where the Mishrons, they kill a guy and replicate him. 
But then the guy gets found by like a doctor or something and resuscitated. Oh, that was cool. the mystery oh, yeah. notice, or they don't. They find, they find um, his body. Yeah, that's a really cool episode. Yeah, so then try and use him to kind of um, what's it called? Um, to pretend to be the mystery agent. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so they can use him to kind of like corner Captain Black, and then they try, but then they think they've cornered Captain Black at the very end. But no, Captain Black's got away at the last minute, and he's replaced him with some guy who's he's hypnotized or something. Mm. I think there's there's definitely a feeling. It was kind of what you were saying about how they invent this new weapon that we can use on the Mysterons, and then they just almost never use it. There's always this feeling that bullets like bullets work fine. Yeah, bullets work fine. First off, but like <laughs> the amount of times that yeah they come up with they'll they'll say at the end of the episode, ah, we've found a new way to beat the Mysterons. And then they just never do it again. They never do that <laughs> that trick again. It's like, oh, yeah. okay, all right. A lot of these shows, because just because um, of how TV was at the time, didn't have a lot of continuity because mm. they a lot of the time they would just chop up the episodes, show them in the random orders. Mm. But I think there is some pretty solid continuity throughout Captain Scar. Like the second episode follows directly on from the first because we've got we start with Captain Scarlet in like the. In the like the sick bay with um, Doctor Fawn kind of yeah, going over yeah. the events of the first episode, and Doctor Fawn's like, "Oh, Captain Scarlet, you are still virtually indestructible." And then a few episodes later, they learn that Captain Black's still alive and doing the Mistrons bidding. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, as we said, there's an episode where we learn the weaknesses of the Mistrons, and then there's, which leads to an episode where they have created the Mistron camera and the Mistron gun. Yeah. And then there's a whole trilogy of episodes involving the Mistron complex on the moon. Those are great, that by the way. Really, those, was, those are pretty much my favourite episodes. Pretty, I liked the moon politics. I, you know, the, yeah, that, that guy moon. wanted lunar independence, like the like, yeah. the, like the moon people yeah. in Futurama. <laughs> like that, that guy with the, the moon will rise again poster. <laughs> <laughs> with, with his robot daughters, right? Yeah, yeah. The serialisation thing um, was the, the, the fact that it's so episodic. Like the episodes stand alone, it, it seems like something you can't necessarily hold against the show too much because, like Ewan was saying, um, a lot of people apparently rented TVs just for special events, so you couldn't mm. you couldn't trust uh, the audience to have seen any of the show yeah. until the episode they were yeah. watching right then and there. Like it's the same yeah. reason that old uh, old X Men comics. Um, yeah. You have you have these gigantic speech bubbles where um, the characters <laughs> explain their entire backstory in the middle of an action yeah. scene just to like catch yeah. the audience up because like yeah. the, they were written <laughs> um, with the understanding that this could be anyone's first issue. Yeah, and like because yeah, because that because that well, same yeah. thing applies to this show, mm. it, you can't really have multiple episode storylines. So yeah, like, okay. although as cool as the first episode mm. is, like it's it's very intense, very like balls to the wall straight away. But with after after the dust has cleared and Captain Blue has knocked Captain Scarlet off the roof and he's died the first time, mm. um, like it's like smash cut back to Cloud Base, and uh, I think they're just having a conversation and like the other members other than Captain Scarlet. And they're like, yes, Captain Scarlet, he's on our side again now. He can't die, and everything's fine. We trust him. 
and, and then the episode the episode that just kind of ends and that, like, that, that's just yeah. it, it, like obviously you can't fault yeah. it that much because that's just how yeah. things had to be back then but it's it seems like such a missed opportunity mm. that you can't have a couple of episodes where they don't trust him mm. because everything mm. has to be set up for the second episode and that's what they did yeah yeah, and that's what they did in the in the CGI remake that came out in two thousand five. Yeah. Is um, when Captain Scarlet like get um, gets freed from his drunk control, they basically just throw him in the throw him in the brig, basically. Then yeah. they don't trust him. And Captain Blue is very reluctant to trust him. Uh, yeah, they're worried about his loyalty at that point. But we don't know for sure whose side Scarlet is on. What the Mysterons did to him has left Scarlet with some kind of telepathic link with Black. We're not in a position to disregard any advantage we might have. Come on, Adam. Would I have told you Black was under Mr. Uncontrolled if they were still running me? All I know is you're not the man I knew that went to Mars. I, I caught a few episodes of that, um, <laughs> like, over the last couple of days. It's, it's alright. I'm, I'm not feeling it as much as the original. I think the, um, uh, I, like, you know, it, it's got a lot of motion capture and everything, and that's cool. Like, the fight scenes look really good. The, um... Mm. They, they're, the bits where they're doing things that couldn't have been done with the puppets are cool. Yeah. But, my god, those TV budget early 2000s CG models are <laughs> hideous. <laughs> it's unbearable. Like, they're, they're I so unsettling. Too much. I, I can't stand I it. I'd too much. Like, I don't know. the, the, the puppets obviously, they, they don't emote much and they don't mm. move much, the puppets. But I found that really added to the Uncanny Valley atmosphere. Because, like, a lot of these characters are supposed to be overtaken by some mysterious alien force. And the fact sure. that all of the characters, including the normal human ones, are barely emoting hmm. kind of added to the atmosphere for me. I thought it was really cool. Yeah. But the, yeah, I do want but to the ugly the TV CG um... models, oh, I can't stand them. Like, De Destiny Angel looks yeah. deeply unsettling. Yeah, I know what you mean. But I, I don't know, I, yeah. I, I appreciated but, a lot so... of the stuff with the new Captain Scarlet. I liked that um, there was a bit more characterization, just in terms of things. Well, first off, they actually explain why Scarlet uh, did become indestructible. He falls, like, through some electricity or something and that's yeah i caught that yeah um, it and, like deactivates uh, I, the mystery on control or something yeah and i do like that the uh that there is like a rivalry between scarlet and black um i did watch the episode rob oh yeah, yeah there's a i watched the episode well there's a there's a love triangle um but yeah love triangle with them and destiny, destiny angel yeah but i also liked that um yeah there was that episode where they do where scarlet and black are trapped in that that uh car together and they're like trying to get out and they have a little conversation about you know if um if things had turned out differently sort of thing uh scarlet would have been the one who was in in captain black's place sort of thing you're not uh, so different you and i yeah li literally sort of it was it was that but it but it was <laughs> nice it was nice to see that kind of dynamic where i was you and i could rule that. this planet captain scarlet <laughs> but instead we must fight to the death <laughs> we could just fight to the death whereas um i was always a bit disappointed with the 60s show where it was just like captain black's just some guy he's just some guy he turns up now and then 
and he just you know and he doesn't do much beyond just be a, a weird vessel as you said like a golem for, for he retains a lot more humanity in the new one which i yeah which i was vibing with i like that it's a different take yeah what are you doing i'm sorry but the prospect of spending eternity with you in a tin casket does not appeal i said what are you doing the rhino's positioning beacon has gone down if i can fix it spectrum might be able to find it I'd rather freeze for eternity than let Spectrum take me. Great. Because it looks like we're out of options. I never realized the Mistrons had stopped you thinking for yourself, Conrad. How long? Forty-five minutes. But the power cells could go before that. Well, not much chance of Spectrum finding us down here in the next forty-five minutes, anyhow. You always were the pessimistic kind. No. I was a realist. How much do you remember? From before the Mistrons took you over. Everything, don't you? The Mistrons don't control me. I got free of them. Talking of irony, do you realize that if they still had you under their control, I could still be sleeping the sleep of the dead? Are you asking for an apology? No. Like I said, I'm a realist. We're on opposite sides now. But we were friends once. You remember that? You saved my life. We were best of friends. And now? Best of enemies. Even now, Conrad? I am not Conrad. Somewhere inside there, you are. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, that, a, it's a, yeah, he, yeah, he breaks I'll, out I'll, of a coffin actually, at one point, which is great. <laughs> which also explains yeah, why he's really always cool. standing outside a graveyard in the opening sequence of yeah, the original. Yeah, I thought that, like, I think that the, was the, the reference, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And as you said, the, 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 the gun salute with people in uh, multicolored rainbow. You know, oh yeah. my god, that sent me. <laughs> like, there, there's, there's, there's much more. Um, it, it seems like it's taking a bit more time for like character dynamics and emotion yeah. because, like, yeah, you know, you can trust people to yeah. watch a couple of episodes now. Um, yeah. And that, that gave them time to do Captain Black's funeral, at which. Yeah. There was a twenty-one gun salute <laughs> done done by men in like spectrum yeah, um... outfits. So like, there's a pink guy, a yellow guy. Yeah. Oh, it's it's incredibly funny, intensely funny. Yeah. And Spe one thing I, I will say about the remake <laughs> is one good thing is it does, is even though it, it could have gone on for longer, the the new show did have an ending, which is. More than I can say for the original show, because uh, I know you and, you and Joe both really didn't like the last episode. I looked, of this up, show I looked it up on Wikipedia. Reasons. Wikipedia hates that episode, let alone us. It's, uh, <laughs> again, I think it's to do with the, um, the the lack of serialization. Like, you couldn't do a big finale if people hadn't seen all the previous episodes. But yeah, a clip show, know. really. Yeah. No, like, no, res like no resolution. A, yeah. I feel like I, they could I, have done a, an ending. I, I, I choose, I, I choose like to believe thing. that um, yeah. basically they're fucked. <laughs> the, um, that, like, like I was saying, um, the situation is so bad, like people mm. are dying all the time, and that every time Spectrum gained an advantage, the Everything Proof Shield kicks in, and the Mistrons have something new. Yeah. The, the most... The, the episode just before that is Attack on Cloudbase, which, as I alluded to earlier, 
features oh, yeah, the that, horrific death of, the best of everyone on cloud base. Yeah, like, yeah. like the Mysterons finally come down off off of their uh, secret attack and, just, and just, go, just go balls to the wall with their UFOs. Yeah, look, they've got yeah. their UFOs flying around then. Massacre and, the entire and crew. Captain Scarlet dies. Yeah, Massacre the entire crew, yeah, including Captain, Captain Scarlet. There's, uh, oh, but then it turns really, out it was all a dream. Doctor <laughs> Oh yeah, and, and then and then and then the only episode. That's literally the one thing I don't like. The, the about only it. episode after that is the, That's is one the thing clip I don't show like about one. Episode, is the dream things. So I I choose to believe that um, essentially that episode is was telling us that all of them dying is basically inevitable. Yeah. And the clip show thing was just to end it on a less dour note. It's no good, Colonel. We're finished. The port jets are out of action, and the rest are losing power. Cloud base will crash in about two minutes. Is anyone else alive, Lieutenant? No, sir. Be of the last. Are you all right, Captain Blue? Y yes, yes, sir. It's just my arm. I think it's broken. But the lieutenant is dead. Ah, the situation's hopeless. Put on a power jet pack and abandon cloud base. I'm sorry, Colonel. I, I can't make it. It's that Symphony was actually just dying in the desert. And she had like a double dream. Where she oh, thought that... Oh, uh, Where she thought that... Um, what she had just seen didn't actually happen, uh, but it actually did. They all just died. Sorry, guys. <laughs> she just dies in the desert with this like fever dream. Destiny Angel went yeah, to heaven. Wait. Oh, Sim, 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 Sim Angel. Yeah, she she wakes she wakes wakes up inverted commas thinking, oh, everyone's still alive. It's all okay. No, <laughs> <laughs> and that's the end of the show. Bye, everyone. Um, this is that. <laughs> That's like that's like the bad ending of Silent Hill where Harry wakes up in the yeah. car and he's actually dying. Yeah, that would have been great. They should have done that. <laughs> yeah, well, I've got I've got two points I want to bring up about Attack on Cloud Base. Um, it's one behind the scenes detail, which um, the voice actually played Destiny Angel brought up. There's um, there's a scene in the episode where Captain Scarlet lets to go and fight the Mistrons in a plane in Destiny Angel's place, and Destiny Angel was going, oh no. No, Cap Colonel, wait! I have to go. Cap I have to go, and um, I think the voice actually was saying that she's putting this really, really emotive performance, and then the voice director came out and said, "Oh, sorry, you need to rein it in a bit. Puppets can't cry." <laughs> Just sprinkle yeah, some water that. on her face, for God's sake! Yeah. It, like, yeah. cut away from her for a second and cut back, and she's got water on her face. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's, yeah, I yeah, didn't really understand but, um, the logic so, behind that. I did read that. I was like, huh. But, but so late. So in the eighties, I think we've spoken about these in previous episodes about the Jerry Anderson shows. But um, for a lot of the Jerry Anderson, like the, mainly the puppet shows, they would take like numerous episodes and kind of like splice them together to make TV movies. Mm. And there were two for Captain Scarlet. And the first ones did use Attack on Cloud Base. It's called Captain Scarlet versus the Mistrons, and it would use. The Mistrons, Winged Assassin, Seek and Destroy, and Attack on Cloud Base. But what they did with Attack on Cloud Base is they depict it as actually happening. Oh. And then there's this weird ending at the. Yeah, 
then there's this weird bit at the end where like there's they put some weird 80s CGI effects over the top. Oh. And you get the Mistrons are raising saying that they're going to reverse time. Why? They've won. <laughs> That's so weird. I forget the reason. It's something it's something like they think, oh yeah, you've we we've shown you the power we have and we're sure you'll learn the error of your ways. Oh. We'll reverse time, but we will be back. That's the dumbest they... shit. Um yeah, my take on uh attack on cloud base. Fucking balls, man. Like <laughs> Or just I, don't I, use that episode where everyone dies. <laughs> they realized that the episode was too good, though. They had to put that in. This is the voice of the Mysterons. We know you can hear us, Earthmen. The powers of the Mysterons are infinite. We can distort space and time. In a moment of time, we have shown you the consequences of your primitive aggressive behavior. It has been decided by our Imperial Council that a peaceful settlement with the planet Earth might someday be possible. So we will spare you. Be warned, Earthmen. Your warlike behavior can only result in disaster for your planet. One day, the Mysterons will return. That that is a killer episode. It that's yeah. that's the one that stuck with me over over the years because it's like disturbing Brutal. you know <laughs> like yeah, know. every single Look, one of them died the first, time so I saw that episode, the first time i saw the episodes kind of ruined that for me because i didn't see it like the full episode um i had this video that i got from my cousin which was called captain scar the indestructible captain scar which is basically clips of captain of the show interspliced with footage like newly filmed footage of captain scar and captain blue talking to each other and talking to the audience. It's basically kind of like a, um, a introduction to Captain Scarlet. And one of the clips they used is from Attack on Cloudbase. And it's got Captain Blue narrating it. And then just as um, Cloudbase is crashing to Earth, it cuts back to Captain Blue sitting in Colonel White's chair going, um, Oh, it didn't actually happen. <laughs> it was just a dream of Symphony Angel. So I already knew what was going to happen when oh, I saw the actual so episode. Annoying. Lame. Lame. Yeah. <laughs> But then I still choose to believe that that's going to happen eventually in mm, within the universe. Like it, yeah. it, it the show ends so open endedly. Like nothing is resolved. Like no. that that one clip mm. show adventure ends, yeah. and then it's just like great back to fighting the Mistrons, and then the show's over. So I cho I choose to believe that they're all going to die eventually. <laughs> yeah, because like yeah. they haven't they haven't got a hope yeah. now, basically. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Apart from Scarlet, um, he'll be and there was into another the sun and he'll still be alive or something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, actually, I did, I did read a kind of... I remember reading the Jerry Anson fan club magazine when I was like 14. I remember reading a whole article kind of explaining about Captain Scarlet being kind of like undead. And that's that's an mm. interesting point. We've not really discussed it. Is It's not the original Captain Scarlet. Mm. Yeah, he's like a weird clone. It's a re yeah. replicant of him with his memories. Yeah. And, it's kind of, and it kind of compares him to Captain Jack from Doctor Who's 
quite oh, similar. Sure. He's in, he he mm. dies all the time and comes back. And of course, Captain Jack, he his future is he turns into the face of Bo, and they were kind of debating: is something similar going to happen to Captain Scott? Is he going to become like this big giant head? Well, Captain Jack is still Captain Jack, though. Whereas Captain Scarlet's like a weird clone. So I don't know. There is a difference there. Captain Scarlet's like, ultimate ultimate fate is to get outed for flashing uh, the angels, just like John Barrowman. <laughs> <laughs> and, oh, and retroactively ruining <laughs> those first few seasons of Doctor Who by being a piece of shit. <laughs> Mickey Smith ruined them as well. Oh, joy. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, so... There was a second... The second film was called Revenge of the Mistrons from Mars. And it took the three episodes about the mission complex on the moon and combined them into a movie, but also edited the episode Shadow of Fear in front of them, which is the one where they're... I think they've got the big telescope and they're kind of take, trying to take photos of Mars and the Mistrons keep trying to keep stopping them. Mm. So I think it works well because they're both all ones kind of concerning finding out about the Mistrons and stuff. And, yeah. But this one was actually... Because um, there was the Stingray one I mentioned last time was used as the first episode of Mystery Science Theatre 3000. Well, oh, Revenge of yeah. the Mistrons from yeah. Mars was the second episode <laughs> of oh. Mystery Science Theatre 3000. <laughs> Damn, they really had it in for the jerry anderson stuff didn't they mystery science filter yeah yeah because i think they did um a space 1999 movie as well they just just destroyed this man's entire career jackie gleason again it's the planet earth joel well what did you think of the movie crawl uh well uh i uh uh i have some laundry to do you have laundry to do and now I do. Oh, no. you <laughs> if you like know what that. I mean. Uh-huh. What about you, Servo? Hmm, well, it made me laugh, but most of all, it made me cry. <laughs> That's good. I wish I would have. But it made me think. <laughs> oh yeah, is that right? It made me reflect. <laughs> I wish we could have seen the Mysterions. They never showed them, you know. That made me think too. That's why they were Mysterions, because we never saw them. I suppose. They that made me wonder. Ran you out know? of their special effects budget. Yeah. They saved on actors if they could have them put both coordinator, puppetry supervision. <laughs> I will say one thing I wanted to mention. I know, Joe, you were, you were knocking the CG uh, animation, but one thing that really did bother me. So all of the angels... Uh, so the angels are the the woman pilots in. Oh yeah, we haven't explained uh, that. Captain Scarlet. Yeah. Um, oh yeah, yeah. So the angels, uh, all of them look like someone stepped on their head models, and their their heads are just really like weird and not. I don't know. Like every other character has a pretty decent design, and then you just have these female character models that just. Yeah, they look like someone stepped on them and then just said, yeah, that's fine. I don't know. I, I don't, I don't have the same there? huge issue with them that you do. They they definitely do all look yeah. like Barbie dolls, though. Yeah, whereas, whereas other female mm. models, like the ones that weren't the angels, they looked fine. Like there was someone, you know, somewhere the, the Mysterons took over, mm. like, you know, a woman or whatever. And, and like the, the model they used for the, that character looked fine in comparison. So I don't mm. understand what happened there. It was very strange. Anyway, mm. so 
Yeah, I do want to talk about the puppets mm. because um, there is a reason. Because in between Thunderbirds and Captain Scarlet, the technology they used for the lip syncing of the puppets' mouths mm. was small enough that they didn't have to put it in their heads anymore. They could put it in their chests. Ah. And this meant they didn't need to make the heads bigger to accommodate the um, the technology. Sure. Which, made them, which allowed them to make the puppets' heads more human proportionate. Mm. And... I, I personally prefer the look of the Thunderbirds puppets as if it would have a lot more charm to them. But yeah. I don't think that look would have worked as well for, Cap- um, for Captain Scarlet. It would have been a bit too goofy, wouldn't it? one problem they did have... Mm. Yeah. Because I think that was a problem when Jerry... I think he did a show in the 80s with puppets called Terrorhawk. So he's kind of, I think at the start he tried to be more serious with like really silly, kind of almost Muppet-like puppets and it just didn't land. And then mm. like partway through they realised... It didn't work, so the whole thing just became a complete, um, like really tongue-in-cheek, almost parody of Jerry Anson shows. Which I've not seen much Terrorhawks, but it is from what I've seen, it's quite a fun show. Terrorhawks, stay on this channel. This is an emergency. But yeah, I think one of the downsides to the to the realistic puppets is um, they couldn't really get away with more puppet-like movements. Like, um, so that's why a lot, a lot of the puppets are quite static. Well, they, they, they didn't but have they, great they balance, did they? Some inventive ways of getting them to move. They're they're always standing on moving no, walkways not. and stuff, rather yeah. than actually walking. Yeah, because, because um, I was reading about this. The um, the center of gravity was really weird on the on these puppets because their because their proportions were so different to what the puppeteers were used to. So they used mm. to have to have mm. someone operate the legs directly from underneath, or like hold someone's head from the top and just have, you know, a really close up shot so you couldn't see the hands because you couldn't operate them like normal puppets quite as easily. They must have loved um, mm. Colonel White's scenes because he's just always in that chair. It just it, spins around. It was really strange watching. <laughs> it was really strange watching the new Captain Scarlet and seeing Colonel White walking around a lot more. <laughs> I, 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 I think. Oh, yeah. I, I think. I think that. that uh, I, I, I thought Colonel I, White was like wheelchair bound or something. Yeah, I, I, I'm I was pretty about sure to that say, it, was, I, it was a memory I, I had as a kid. I thought he was like a Professor X type guy. I, 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 I was thinking. I thought that he was oh, Commander so, Shaw from Stingray. You, <laughs> oh yeah, I was thinking you probably. Uh, that's what I was thinking when Joe said he thought Colonel White was wheelchair bound. Was yeah, maybe he got Commander those two mixed up. He got like merged. <laughs> couldn't... No, I suppose yeah. it was, was the guy in Stingray in a wheelchair as well. Or like, yeah. yeah, instead. Yeah, yeah he's like a little. Ma- oh wow, like yeah. a proper Professor X type thing. Then, um, yeah, yeah, maybe, yeah, maybe I mixed that up. But I mean, he almost never leaves his chair, does he, Colonel White? No, there's only a handful of episodes where he's like up no. and about doing things off a of base. Oh. Oh, it's like that one episode where the Mistrons actually target Colonel White and he goes off into a submarine mm. and like and um Captain Scarlet impersonates him to kill a Mistron. That that's also got my um my I think that's the one that has my favourite example of Colonel White having it in for Captain Scarlet. Because isn't isn't that the one where he sentences him to death at the end? Yes. <laughs> it's so funny. <laughs> 
Yeah, he is, yeah. <laughs> like, I don't think he actually goes through with it, but, like, dude, come on. Yeah, he <laughs> does. He, yeah, I think he, he did genuinely just hate Scarlet. And, yeah. yeah. He says something like, oh, yeah, um, Captain Scarlet, I sent you to Death Bar. There is a point lining you up in front of us, firing squad, so I don't intend to. It's so <laughs> So why weird, would you, man. Why it's would you so dangle weird. that over yeah. someone's head? And, like, and to be <laughs> like Colonel White is like probably and my favorite character, funny. by the way. Like, so I'm, I'm fully behind this. But like, dude, come on, have some chill. Don't <laughs> don't sentence him to death. And at the start of the episode, Captain Scarlet, he's just, he's chilling in Colonel White's chair. He's got his feet up. He's like, yeah. hey, arms behind his head and everything. And uh, Colonel White comes in, sees him, he's like. I hope you're not getting too comfortable, Captain Scarlet. Yeah, because I'm going to throw you out a window. <laughs> I'm going to have you executed by firing squad. <laughs> you leave me no alternative, Captain Scarlet. I sentence you to death. I understand, sir. But by, I don't know, maybe maybe say like 10 episodes in, the, the ways that they were killing him off were getting really absurd. Hmm. Like, they, they were getting really strange. Like, they were having it, to go... It's a really weird length mm. to remind you that, like, his thing, like, Captain Scarlet's thing is dying and coming back. So, like, the that's, one with the operation. I think the show got. The show, though, but I, I think the show got a lot stronger when they stopped feeling the need to kill him every episode. Sure, sure. Because, like, they, they still, it's, it's they still, the they still do every now and then, but, like, hmm. the lengths they were going to to make sure that he died at least once per episode hmm. were getting really strange. Hmm. So like the operation but, one, yeah. or like all the times when he just basically volunteers to get blown up. Yeah. So like yeah. with the with the castle, for example. Hmm. Like you you could have just flown hmm. away, man. You're on a, you've, <laughs> you're wearing a jetpack. <laughs> you didn't you didn't have to volunteer to get blown up. Like I don't know if that's yeah. his kink or something. Hmm. <laughs> like maybe maybe <laughs> Colonel White is actually. Like, you know, helping the guy out. He's getting into situations that, that get him off. He's into, you know? he's into auto-erotic stuff. Yeah, because they, yeah. they really seem okay, to be, he's... like, going out of their way to get him killed in, in those first ten or, ten or so episodes. Mm. There's, a, there's a really interesting idea there where yeah. maybe White could have hated Scarlet or resented him because deep down he still sees him as a, a Mr. Ron. Um, as as you said, Joe, I would have loved oh, damn, it if they okay. had been more distrustful. Yeah. Uh, and just just sort of it was like when you were saying about the disappointment with, with the final episode because the final episode teases at this idea. Oh, there is a spy in uh, in Spectrum, and it's mm. like, oh, never mind. No, there it, it's it's Captain Blue being uh, interrogated because he's like mysteriously like gone missing from like a, a dinner out he was having with Captain Scarlet and he's being interrogated and he's told that it's been a few months and he went missing yeah. and that there's a traitor and it's very tense it's like a cool setup for a last episode yeah. you're like yeah this is interesting this could go to interesting places but yeah. then then he <laughs> then Captain Blue's just like oh yeah I can prove who I am uh, let me tell you the story of how Captain Scarlet first turned into a Mr. on it it's like oh my and god no a, don't do this please it's no. a goddamn clip show and it turns into a clip show <laughs> yeah yeah and it, and, and it ends with it ends with him just escaping from the guy who was questioning him who obviously turned out to be a Mr. on because like obviously yeah and then, and, and then no it's just over there's no resolution 
the Mysterons are still it. out there attacking. Like yeah. the Mister the Mysterons lend themselves really well to a really good nitty gritty spy story, like a Tinker Tailor spy story that could have gone o over multiple episodes. It would it would still work within the serialization. I think they could have they could have teased at the idea. Oh, we're still looking for that spy. But then it just they just never did anything with it. It, it just with that concept, which is a shame. They always went after just some random sh schlub out in the sticks somewhere driving a lorry, and that would be their latest. <laughs> the, the idea <laughs> their latest, of their, the uh, idea of there being a traitor uh, gets brought character. up a couple of times. Like there's mm. there's an episode before that where there's like a traitor on this base in Australia. And, oh um, yeah, the, and 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 some, oh, yeah, no, someone that one, else. That, that's one one that someone else brings up the idea that Captain Scarlet could be a traitor, and yeah. I'm I'm sitting there like, yes, yes, he could. <laughs> Why haven't any of the like, <laughs> it, presumably highly trained uh, Spectrum intelligence people picked up on the idea that hey, maybe this guy's like not not trustworthy because like mm. he tried to kill the president in the first episode. <laughs> <laughs> like yeah, we, exactly. we, did, we, we didn't we didn't mention that he and, kidnaps the president and tries to like leave with him in a helicopter and has to be stopped yeah. by getting shot pushed off a building yeah. and blown up <laughs> and, oh, yeah. and then uh, everyone just trusts him again I by the end know, of the episode and no, and no, none of the actual main characters top, bring like, it up like, again really tall car park as well the only people who question his um loyalty are like random idiots who you aren't supposed to like <laughs> mm, <laughs> like yeah. this like this australian guy who oh, yeah. also might be a and then it's an... this interrogator guy who's obviously a mister on yeah yeah and it, and the thing with that traitor episode is it's not is there was no actual traitor it's literally just a bit of the hovercross that were blowing up was being tampered with by the mister ons mm. <sighs> yeah yeah <laughs> Yeah, but we were talking about Captain Scarlet dying. I now want to use this as an excuse to bring up the amazing end credits, which have all these paintings <laughs> of Captain Scarlet yeah. dying in all these various uh, well, ways. That's why I was mentioning about it being a selling point, because like the credits really emphasise the way, the many ways that Captain Scarlet just dies horrible deaths, <laughs> and they're really fun. They're like they're fun. Uh, like Absolute death. banger theme tune as well. Yeah, yeah. Oh, they're Captain great theme tunes. I got really sick of the um. Uh, semi-instrumental one. Yeah. Because, like, it's it's just Captain Scarlet over and over again. Yeah, and, like, it, they, it's it's they, a little too added... it's a little too goofy, so when they're, sh when they're showing the boy band is great. When, when they're showing the painting of Captain Scarlet and then the next frame is just as kind of zoomed in one on his face, the music sounds a little too goofy. And it it, it, it kind of makes it come across yeah, as funny. Like it's it's got kind of a um, curb your enthusiasm vibe. Yeah. Like like <laughs> like the, like the silly music oh, is yeah, coming in as mean, he's dying. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Um, but the, kind of is this vibe? But but the, re the <laughs> but the redone theme tune, which was done by a band called who were coincidentally oh. called the Spectrum. Oh, it's going to say the Spectrum. Yeah, complete coincidence. Apparently, when I first saw the name in the credits, I assumed that they put together a few musicians and called them the Spectrum because, like, they were making yeah. Captain's Scarlet theme tune. But no, complete coincidence. That's cool. And it's a banger theme tune. It's really like, fun. It, it's, it's got so good. It's one one of my favourite theme like, tunes of all um, time. 
when it when it goes into that kind of chorus bit, it like mm. the vocals have a kind of Paul McCartney vibe to them. Mm. It's yeah, I know so good. And I, I I thought I was actually going mad watching the first however many episodes of this show. Because I've had the second version of that song stuck in my head since I was mm. like six years old. Like yeah. when when I think Captain Scarlet, I go like He's the one who knows the mystery of game. <laughs> Watching those first however many episodes, it just kept going Captain Scarlet, Captain Scarlet over and over. And I thought I was losing my mind. Yeah. I was like, where's the rest of it? Have I imagined this song? <laughs> <laughs> Joe was actually the genius behind the Captain Scarlet theme song all along. I am the spectrum, it's true. Yeah, at some point you're going to go back in time um, and teach them yeah. the the error of their ways. Oh, dude, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Teach them the song. But I have to say now, that that was not the theme tune they had in Japan. Oh. I'm going to send this to you now because oh I want your reaction to this. Okay. I've sent it to our Oh, like live oh, reaction. God. Okay. Live reaction. Oh, here it is. Yeah. We'll see how this works. It should work. Okay, here we go. <laughs> oh, I don't know about this. This this feels like propaganda. <laughs> like, I, I feel like we're praising the glorious leader. And, like, seeing this footage of people in military gear blowing stuff oh, up SIG. to this music. It's very strange. It's at SIG, though. <laughs> Okay, oh, it's still going. Now. Okay. <laughs> that that was very strange. I like I like the little yeah. intro they made. Like the actual footage they use is fun. But yeah, I I agree with everything Joe said. It sounds like um, it reminded me of like, you know, this is really weird. I don't know why it made me think of this. You know, in Pinocchio, when he goes to like that island where all the kids turn into donkeys. Oh, I got that, that like, vibe. Toy Town or something. Yeah. yeah, I don't know why I got that vibe from it, but it was just the. I guess it was the kids <laughs> Maybe it's singing the puppets, at once. Dude. Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> it's a small world after all, kind yeah. of vibes. Mm. <laughs> there are yeah, no strings no, on me. Jerry Anderson did not like. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Jerry Anderson did not like that theme tune at all. Because I remember watching the the commentary for the very first episode, the Mistrons. He's talking about this theme tune. He says, "Oh yeah, and it's a for the Japan." In Japan, the theme song sung by Japanese children. Yuck. <laughs> wow. Wow. Jerry Anderson just did not take any shit, did he? He he's a he I he seems like a interesting, let's say, dude. <laughs> oh. Like like the, yeah, this ma the man who like um, made his name making these like cool shows about like puppets doing sci-fi. Like very cool. Like I, mm. I stand for this stuff still. But he like seemed to really resent working with them. <laughs> it's like, yeah. dude, get over yourself. Oh, yes, You're he making did. good shows. Like, it, just yeah. chill. Yeah. No, I, I think, I I think this—that's what his, his whole thing was. Is um, he thought if I could make good shows with these puppets, I'd be less embarrassed about making them. And that just—that's just such a shitty attitude, though. Like, because they—they mm. were good. Like, there's—he mm. he obviously had such a huge chip on his shoulder about this stuff. Which yeah. sucks because these these are good. Mm, exactly. 
And then he got annoyed when other people did mm. things with them. <laughs> he, got, he, he got very protective. Oh, of, he did not like Team America at all. Yeah, he got very protective of <laughs> the stuff that he himself shat all over. So. It's like, it's his stuff yeah, to shit uh, on. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, Team America's yeah, just because garbage, I know the thing so we've um... Oh, Team America's good, man. Let me see your whole palace or else. Or else what? Or else we will be very, very angry with you. And we will write you a letter telling you how angry we are. <laughs> I, I I think I just like to talk about like the the look of the show. Because mm. I, I I thought it was Oh yeah. It, was, it, it feels really grounded and like or kind of grungy almost. Mm, yeah. Like so much of the show happens in like mm. dirty alleyways. Like for yeah. instance for instance mm. the intro sequence. Oh, you're yeah, just from the point of view of some unseen gunman trudging down an alleyway in the darkness, as Captain mm. Blue does a voiceover about the Mysterons. The finger is on the trigger. About to unleash a force with terrible powers beyond the comprehension of man. This force we shall know as the Mysterons. There's a screaming cat as well. There's a screaming cat. He turns around, Captain yeah. Scarlet oh, yeah, standing so in the corner. The gunman yeah. fires a few shots. Captain Scarlet is fine, and he raises his gun, fires once back, and the guy dies. Yeah. And then, and then you have the iconic like, dum, 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 dum. like. Oh, such a cool transition! It has such vibe, and like, it's mm. been a long time since I've watched Thunderbirds, and an even longer time since I've watched Stingray. I don't really remember what either of those shows looked like, other than Tracy Island. Sure, and and sure. the dirty alleyways mm. and industrial areas of Captain Scarlet are such a different vibe to at least what I remember of like the beautiful sunny Tracy Island. You know, mm. I found it yeah. really interesting. Like, it feels yeah, it feels very th moody. Yeah, 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 yeah. And that's the best. That's the yeah, best thing about the show. Um, I think is just the the atmosphere of it and the, the kind of feeling of. Yeah, the, the, so little, the, the little the, Mister on thing the with the with the four ascending notes. Yeah, it, it sounds like yeah. the title screen music. From oh, Super and Metroid. the music itself. I like. Mm. Yeah, the music is really good in the show. I really do like. It. I think it's not my favorite of Jerry Scores, but I think a lot of the pe lot of the music is just really good. And I think my favorite um, piece of music is um, like the chase music, which I think first appears in the episode Winged Assassin, and. It's, Really good at accompanying kind of like more fast-paced moments, but of course the Mistron theme itself is one of the most iconic parts of the show because we see the green wings and we hear the music going. Doo, 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 doo. It's so good. It's chef's kiss, literally. <laughs> I love that. Like, it's just, it's, ha having yeah. having two intro sequences for your show is such a baller move as well. Like ha having the the dirty alleyway thing, and then you've got a little bit of preamble, the and then you yeah. have. Uh, it shows you a few of the main characters with the green Mister yeah. rings tracking over them as they announce what they're going to be doing. Yeah. What's going to happen this week? And like, I don't yeah. think as a kid I processed the idea that the characters were hearing that for some reason. But it, it's really cool. It's like um, we, we were talking about this on chat, weren't we? It was like how it, it's another um, it's, it's another example of the show feeling really prescient because they. It, it feels like how terrorist organizations in real life would send ah, tapes sure. or announce their attacks. This is the voice of the Mysteron. We know that you can hear us 
almost clairvoyant in that respect i thought yeah and and that that is the cool thing because we don't really in especially not in children's media you don't really have a terrorist villain you know you have like a evil emperor zerg villain you have a kind of an evil big an evil big bad who's gonna take over the world the 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 mysterons aren't interested in taking over the world they just want to blow stuff up yeah, yeah, and the hood is like just kind of like a, a goofy idiot who just turns up and tries to take photos. But the like Mistrons the Mistrons, like they, 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 they? they they exist solely to just murder people and and uh, they're so good. I love blow them. up cities. You know, sometimes you know we're going to we're going to blow up mm. London. We're going to poison Los Angeles. You know. Uh, all of these kind of... That's oh, a that's a cool one. episode. Plague, I had... Yeah. Oh, yeah, I, I yeah, that's that. awesome. Yeah. yeah. I, I had that on a video as a kid, and I had, the, I think, a, a, a children's storybook version of that one as well. It's, yeah, um, right. it's called Place of the Angels. That's... Yeah. I, and it's kind of... I remember you were saying in the chat, it's kind of Resident Evil at the start, where they're making this weird, this mm. dangerous chemical, and then the well, I, steal it. It's but one of my... On, it's one of my favorite things that keeps happening in, in Thunderbirds, Stingray, and now Captain Scarlet, where, like, uh, the heroes have to rescue some idiot scientists from developing the most powerful weapon ever. And, uh, oh no, the weapon's been stolen by someone. Oops. <laughs> that, that episode, like, a- actually got me a little with the tension right at the end. It's great. Like, like, it was he, like... He's, he shot the mm. Mistron. Who's holding? It, it, who's holding, holding the, the, the poison thing, vial? Yeah. And a, it like drops. And it's, well. it's, I, oh yes, yeah. It, yeah. And we've got the close-up of like a human hand yeah. as well. Yes, lovely that's touch. What they did that. when um, the puppets couldn't hold things, uh, and um, Captain Scarlet's just trying to slowly trying to grab, and it very nearly rolls away, and then Captain Scarlet grabs it at the last I mean, minute. Yeah, he, he like Captain Scarlet's like, it's all right. The the city of the angels is. Yeah, what what got me was but, that it, basically it's hit the ground and it's on the far side of a ledge, like over the top of a dam that goes into the yeah. water supply for the whole of Los Angeles. And he's yeah. like reaching down slowly and he nudges it and it rolls forward a bit. And I was like, oh fuck, mm. it actually got me a little bit at that point. Because yeah, at that yeah. point they had actually failed a few times and I was like, what, no way. Yeah. And he actually like grabs it. It was mm. like, um, it was almost like a Hitchcock ending. Cause mm. it was like, uh, yeah, cause it was, it was like, mm. you think of Hitchcock, it had ending, he had like endings where They'd be fighting on top of uh, uh, what's it? The um, oh god, what's it called? Mount Mount Rushmore mm. and things like that. And and so yeah, the idea of like a big fight and and it was like a femme fatale woman as well, uh, you know that he has to has to kill to get this uh, this plague, and uh, yeah, just the idea of them being on top of this dam. It felt like yeah, this kind of old Hollywood. Um, yeah, that was a very of, cool uh, fin- finale. It was a very cool episode. It was definitely one of the standouts. You are too late, Earthman. One move, and I shoot.
It's all right, Colonel. Everything's all right. The city of the angels is safe. Yeah, one episode I thought was really cool, because there's um, a few episodes I really liked, but one I really thought was cool was The Heart of New York. And it's it's not a typical episode, because basically we we don't follow the main characters for a lot of it. We mainly follow this trio of criminals who break into Spectrum's vaults and steal mm. files that talk about the Mysterons, and they decide we're going to pretend to be Mysterons. And they they pretend to be Mysterons so they can um, rob the bank of like the Second National Bank of New York or something like that. And because they're not actually Mysterons, they um, get past the Mysteron detectors and they mm. get into the bank and then Captain Black locks them in and blows up the bank. And it's kind oh. of like, um, <laughs> oh yeah, they're, they're blowing up the greed. They're taking advantage of people's greed. And it's it's like, yeah, he's kind of right. That's, that's <laughs> and it's such a messed up ending. And it's also one of the times that Captain Black kind of just drives away and his car vanishes. Mm. It's very cool that the Mysterons understand metaphors. <laughs> like they're, they're not they're not they're not literal all the time. That some if if they want to like dunk on human society at the same time as killing a lot of people, then they'll just like drop in like greed as the heart of New York. <laughs> I'm I'm team. Um, that that computer uh, in the first moon episode that apologizes it's getting blown up. Aww. That 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 was pain, man. <laughs> that that gave me feelings. Mm, yeah, one of the ones I thought was really cool is that is um the one called Model Spy, which is um where this this is guy who's the head of a, fa- a fashion house who's actually like part of French intelligence, and he's a bit strong target. So the all the <clears throat> so all the characters are like dressed up as like people in like the fashion industry, like Captain mm. Scarlet's like a PR agent, Captain Blue's a photographer, and then the <laughs> angels are tend to be models. And yeah. it's just fun seeing them all undercover, trying to and um, blending in this like, big fashion party, and then having a and it's cool seeing them do Spectrum stuff, like but in like kind of like tuxedos and stuff. It's kind of got James, James Bond. Bond kind of yeah. Kind of vibe. I was I was about to say I think the show was always for me it was always at its strongest when they were doing this kind of cool espionage stuff i always i always enjoyed those ones the most because yeah they're just yeah like it was like an old thriller like or an old uh james bond film or something like that will someone switch those lights on where's redan through the window all right where did you plan to take him i don't know what you mean you said you flew down from paris yesterday the airport was fogbound. No flights all day you've lost no it is you who have lost they will get clean away. Maybe. The game's not over yet. Let's go. That's interesting. I really like the ones uh, where they went to space, basically. Mm. Like, I, I, those are fun. I do like that. There, there were points oh, where I almost cool. got like a kind of Lovecraft vibe from, mm. so say, Captain Black in his vehicle going over the bridge and seeing this mysterious city appearing out of nowhere full of invisible beings non, that can't be comprehended by the human eye. Yeah, and have the yeah. power to like, you know, kill people at will, turn them to their mm. side and turn them into instruments of their war. Like it did feel like mm. a bit of a Lovecraft vibe to me from that. Mm. More yeah, Lovecraft that, than yeah. Lovecraft, because a lot of the gods in Lovecraft don't actually do anything. <laughs> 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 they're just they're just kind of vaguely threatening, but then they, you know, when you actually read the stories, it's like, ah, oh, all right. <laughs> Cthulhu goes back to sleep. You know, think, he rolls think, over. Things like that. 
Yeah, you know. <laughs> mm. oh, I, um, uh, yeah, those those moon ones, those are banger episodes. They're, they're, they're really fun because they they also get oh that, uh, those are really good. They also get um, Lieutenant Green it's... out of the cloud base for that. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's that's a cool touch because he doesn't really um do anything. Do much about, and it's just he's like the yeah, he's the first black leading character if you could. If you use, even if you use that very loosely <laughs> in a Jerry Anderson show, because I know that 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 was interesting because I I could see I could see that he looked a bit different to all the other characters. But the thing is, he spends yeah. all that time on Cloud Base where the lighting is like overpoweringly white, and mm. I couldn't really tell. I wasn't sure that he was black until like this one episode right at the end. They all go to a casino. And because yeah, the, the and lighting a, in there was different, and the lighting yeah. in that room was different, I was like, "Oh, he's black. Okay, cool." <laughs> I, I I thought he might be, but I wasn't completely oh, sure. Yeah. Think... yeah, no, it's yeah. a good point. And one of the an- and think of, um think it's either yes um either Melody or Harmony Angel and one of the angels, the one with the southern accent, she was black as well. Yeah, was I was. She? Yeah, I I thought she might be, but I couldn't quite tell. Okay. Alright. <laughs> I don't think I ever noticed that. It, she's never on screen much to be fair. No. Like, she doesn't get as much she doesn't get as much time as Lieutenant yeah. Green. No, no. Mm. Yeah, the the angels yeah, are funny. Even they don't, the they angels... don't do that much with them. Yeah. I do like yeah, them. Like the, you... <laughs> they, they they got a good laugh out of me. I'm not sure which one it was. Um but this weird this weird reporter guy is hitting on one of them and uh and she and she's oh, so, um, she, she says one, like, like uh be careful uh my my dad is a fourth dan black belt and he says uh oh so he taught you a few tricks and she's like no i taught him <laughs> <laughs> like that that's that's awesome i love that that is far enough mr brand my father is a judo black belt, third dan. And he taught you a thing or two, eh? No, I teach him. For the time, it's quite progressive having like a whole like fighter squadron of female pilots. Although I th- think it's a bit off that they there's no female captain. Although that is something that's fixed in the CGI show because Lieutenant Green's a woman and Captain Oka's a woman, and she was one of my favourite characters in the new show. She got a whole episode mm. to herself where she's um, oh, okay. in Roswell, and there's kind of like these this biker gang, and um, and yeah, they they. It's biking and called the Grey Skulls are obsessed with the idea of aliens crashing in Roswell. Mm. By the power That's of Grey Skull. <laughs> the power of Roswell. <laughs> Hello, boys. How you doing, baby? I really dig a woman in uniform. What do you know? A spaceship really did crash here. Which world did you come from? Planet stupid or planet ugly? You don't talk to us like that. Now, take me to your leader. I guess to wrap up, favourite episode and favourite character. 
Alright, I'll go first. I really like the... Yeah, I really like the plague one. The, the one with the dam. Uh, it was just a very cool story. And like I said, yeah. I, I like the... The idea of some idiot scientists developing the most deadly plague ever and then getting annoyed when it gets released. And it's That's like, going to be your favourite story trope, doesn't it, Ewan? <laughs> well, yeah, it's just like how... You know, at least with Resident Evil, at least with those guys, we know that they're evil. Whereas this is just some idiot who just thought it was a good idea to make the deadliest virus one day. Um, yeah, was there a reason for him to do that? No, there's there's no reason given. Just, just cause. Uh, he just did it just for the fun of it. Understandable. <laughs> um, he, he literally says it's the most lethal virus ever. Why did you make it then? Shits and gigs, I guess. Oh, yeah. My favorite character, I mean, I do love Captain Black. He, he's very creepy. Uh... Yeah, I'm gonna go with Captain Black. I think he he stood out for me as just some. He was just so different, because the Hood is kind of a non-starter villain. Like he's a lot less impressive when you actually watch Thunderbirds, and you realise that the Hood is actually kind of a joke. Um, I I'm, I really I'm liked ambitious. the villain. <laughs> yeah, I I really liked the villains in. Uh, Stingray, but they're kind of goofy, fun villains. You know, they're they're kind of like, kind of wacky. They they match the tone of that show. Uh, whereas, yeah, Captain Black is just so, like, off-putting. He's great. He's, awesome. he's really creepy. Yeah. So I, and mm, and just not not Black not something you see with, uh, Jerry Anderson shows. Or at least uh, as far as I've seen so far. Uh, okay. Yeah, that's me. Uh, my favourites, uh, I've, I've got to stand for my boy um, Attack on Cloudbase, because like that that episode is so oh, yes. weirdly upsetting that it stuck with me for like twenty years. <laughs> yeah. And um, uh, <laughs> yeah, and, and yeah, the moon ones are great. Just seeing them uh, comprehending like the full scale of what's out there, what the Mistrons can do, like going inside their city and seeing it. All that stuff yeah. is really cool to me. Yeah, I really And uh, favourite characters. Um, Captain Black, very cool, obviously. Mistrons, so extra, love them. <laughs> like, they, they, they take no shit. They're yeah. great. Um, <laughs> and Colonel White, I grew to really like. Because he's mm. got he's got some sass on him. He's, mm. he's not. Um, yeah, he's just great. He's, uh, he's got a bit of smarm to him. He's very funny. Like yeah, you can. <laughs> it's kind of unexpected from his kind of position. I, I don't I don't know how to explain why I like him so much. I just really do. <laughs> mm. <laughs> <laughs> he, he's just a lot of fun. Like uh, yeah yeah. I, I think <laughs> I, I grew to really like him when in that one episode where they're going to that wildlife reserve to look at the research stuff and, and someone oh, says like I was hello the trucks back. <laughs> they're, they're using they're using animal <laughs> they're, they're supposed to be undercover 
And, and, and when, he oh, comes, yeah. when he comes oh, in... And Captain Scarlet's like... When, when, when Colonel White comes in, someone says, Hello, Tiger. And I was like, Oh, hello. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> There's a weird energy in this room yeah, right now. And, and Captain Scarlet's very much like... Yeah, cause Captain Scarlet was like, Oh, yeah, I'm Panther, and this is Mr. Bear. Yeah! to Captain Blue. Yeah, Captain Blue is a bear! <laughs> like, th this... I swear to God. I, Not just a bear, Mr. I, bear! I swear to God, this show... Is so so gay. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, oh Do you my think god! Scarlet yeah, and Blue. They're, they're, were, they were, were nice their intelligence agency is rainbow themed. <laughs> when they have code names, they call Captain Blue a bear. Oh come on, buddy! We better get moving. Okay, okay. Pass me that rifle, will you? Hold it. Right there. I'm coming down. Don't try anything. Back to reality. Yeah. You know, this is a private game reserve. Yes. My name is Panther, and this is Mr. Bear. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing as well. They have code names and more code names, because their code names are the colors. Mm. So they then decided, right, we're going to not only be Colonel White, we're going to be Tiger, and Captain Blue's going to be Mr. Bear. I liked that you only ever heard, <laughs> you only ever found out a couple of their real names. Yeah. Because it, it kind of feels like you've been dropped into the middle of a pre-existing world. Yeah. Like, you, you find out Captain yeah. Scarlet and Captain Blue's names, like, uh, after many, many episodes. Because they don't mm. really use them on the job. No. And, um... I just found that interesting. It was like they already had relationships and we were just kind of getting a, a glimpse into it and they didn't feel the need to spew everything at us right at once. I found quite interesting. Yeah, yeah. That, that's one thing I did like was that was there was a, um, it was um, this, a lot of good world building in the show. Like, um, the, like this is way the world's wrong. Like, they, uh, there is no just one president of the country. It is literally the world president who like, governs everything. Hmm. Yeah, we'll, like, we'll manage that by 2060. Jerry Anderson supported like uh, fully automated luxury gay space communism, basically. <laughs> like there's robots, there's a one world government, they go to space, and they're all yeah. super gay. <laughs> I'm very happy for Green uh, uh, coming out as trans <laughs> for the CG show. Oh yes, in. We're... <laughs> See, in the remake, she's um, a, love you, a woman. Love you, love you, Green. Is very stunning and brave of her. Okay, so not, not only the first black <laughs> spectrum agent, but also the first trans <laughs> spectrum agent. <laughs> okay. Um, just in case this doesn't get me misconstructed, we are saying this in the most positive of ways. <laughs> yeah, if, if it wasn't clear by my use of the phrase... Fully, fully automated luxury space communism. Uh, <laughs> I, I am supporting this. We support. We support. We we do support Spectrum. We also support the Mysterons, but we do support Spectrum. Well, the, just, the, 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 the Mysterons are just like so extra. They're they're, they're yeah. also very gay. Come on, <laughs> we, we we all know. That. Okay, so my. So my favourite episode is a bit of an interesting. It's not. It's, it's in. It's basically kind of like 
just a typical by the numbers episode, but it's one I feel was done really well. It's the episode Fire at Rig 15. And it's always been one of my favourites since I was a kid. Like, it's just, I think it's just a really solid, well-paced episode. It has all the ingredients that make the show great. And it's got really fun chase with the Mr. on Truck and an SPV, which might be my favourite sequence in the entire show. Mm. And it's also got a really bittersweet ending because it's the it's one where Captain Scarlet dies, but it's like it's like ends with the capsule reflecting on that. And um, it's the only episode that really hits home that he's died because all the other episodes are he just dies and doesn't phase him. And then in this episode, we've got Captain Blue talking to this um, guy who works at the oil refinery. And the guy's like, oh, what happened to Captain Scarlet's body? And Captain's like, yeah, his body was taken back to Cloudbase. And you've got Colonel White saying, oh, Dr. Ford, you've got a patient here. Yeah. If, give, give him a bed, give him plenty of rest. He's done a great job. He'll do all the rest for you. Mm. It's just such a kind of melancholic ending. It's really good. It's cool because a lot of the supporting characters don't know that Captain Scarlet can come back to life. So for all they know that he is dead for good, right? Mm. Yeah, they, they do keep a secret, I think. Mm. Yeah. Well, at least the refinery and the pipeline are safe. That means Spectrum's supply of fuel is secure. Thanks to Captain Scarlet. Did they find the body? Yes, we've taken his, uh, body back to Cloudbase. The Spectrum jet with Captain Scarlet aboard has just landed. Good. Dr. Vaughan, we have a patient for you. An old patient. Give him VIP treatment. He's done a great job. And uh, I'm sure you'll effect a complete recovery. Just make him comfortable. He'll do the rest. Favourite character, hard to choose, but um, I think... I'm gonna go with Captain Blue because he's basically he does all the things Captain Scarlet does, but does it without dying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's doing a no death. Man spin. actually has, yeah. Man actually has some logic. <laughs> Doesn't just stay in the castle to blow up. Yeah, he's he's got some self-preservation <laughs> instincts, no. basically. Yeah. No, no, he he's not in the castle where it, when it blows up because he's the one who blew it up. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but that's the point. Captain Scarlet would blow up with himself inside because he doesn't give a fuck. <laughs> okay, so... Yeah, so... Um, Joe, would you like to tell our listeners what we're going to be talking about next time? Yes, next time we're going to be talking about the video game Beyond Good and Evil. Uh, which I have never played, but have been meaning to for a long time. So this will be good for me to get it out of the way. I think. I'm very excited. Yeah, I mean, you, you I only played for the first time like two years ago, so I'm ex- I'm excited to play for it again. And I'm sure we will get into the messy history of the sequel that is never going <laughs> to come out. Jade. Half Life Three, Duke Nukem Forever, and. Uh, it's a, it's a new one for that pantheon, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I remember they like released a teaser for it like a decade ago. <laughs> There's been about three different teasers, and they've oh all got God. different vibes. Like wow. we'll get in, we'll get into it next time, but okay. Guys, if you haven't nailed down a vibe yet, and it's been twenty years, just give up, man. That is a vibe in the original game, though, so I don't understand why they don't just go for that. <laughs> 
Uh, but yeah, we'll, we'll get, get into, into that. Next time, yeah. Until then. All right. Until next time, the blue cast bids you farewell. S.I.G. 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 Captain Scarlet. We're losing control! Jump! Captain Scarlet's still in there! He'll never make it. He'll never make it. He'll never make it. Come on, Nigel, school. By saving tokens from special packs of Kellogg's Rice Krispies, you can get free Captain Scarlet figures. This is the voice of the Mr. Ons. You're right, Nigel.